Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. With me is the inventor of the infomercial and the original shark on Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington. Kevin, thanks for being with us. Great to be here today, Seth. Looking forward to it. Awesome. We have a fascinating guest today, Heath Walters of the Walters CPA Group, a specialist in advanced tax planning. Uh, We are super excited to dive in on that. Heath, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Excited to see what uh, what kind of information I can give out. Awesome. All right. So for those of our folks who might not necessarily know what that means, what is advanced tax planning? So advanced tax planning, um, typical CPAs are looking at, you know, basic type of standard deductions, like how to write off your car or how to do your home office and those kind of little things. But what we focus on is the strategies that we need to proactively do, not report when the tax return comes out. So how do we help a family identify things to write off that they don't know how to do today? So that's what we do. It's a proactive nature. We're not looking in the rear view mirror. We're actually looking out the front view mirror. That's what we do. Awesome. Hey, and he, I know. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Seth. You work with a lot of uh, ultra high net worth affluent entrepreneurs and business owners. Talk a little bit about that and some of the unique strategies and kind of like the dollar volume. I know you've been able to have some incredible results. Yeah. So we generally work with business owners that are earning $500,000 or more. Um, as a group, we, we focus in that area because through the business, there's a lot more tax strategies and deductions than we can do for the regular W-2 type of, type of earner. So we start inside of the business and how do we put those tax strategies in the business to create some, some reduction strategies. So would it be all right if I actually showed a little bit of a, like a quick little um, PowerPoint that I can do in about two and a half minutes to illustrate what this really means? Two and a half minutes, go for it. If we start with the standard way that clients earn income, let's take a family making $500,000 and we take standard tax deductions like section 179 or home office or business mileage, you know, kind of basic stuff. That family is going to pay taxes of approximately $150,000 a year. Their personal lifestyle, let's call it 300,000. They've got 50 grand a year to invest in to save. Under what we call the Walters way, the same income, we can't really change that. And those standard deductions 179 or home office, I can't make a home office more deductible than another CPA can. So we focus on what we call the gold leaves. And those gold leaves are your more advanced, proactive 
tax reduction strategies. Generally, we'll see taxes reduce about in half. Personal spending stays the same, changing lifestyle. And their investing and saving goes to about 125. So we see a tax savings of $75,000 or 50%. But what's interesting is that we see about a 15% effective tax rate when we're able to proactively implement these strategies, um, which is kind of where your, you know, your higher net worth and affluent families are able to live with tax planners like myself. So how do we do that? Well, first, we start off with entity selection. And most, most CPAs, as the same as I was taught before, are taught that an S-Corp is the best way to save money in taxes. But the only thing that does is saves you money in self-employment tax. And they don't talk about a C-Corporation, which has tax advantages and, and deductions that it can take, but the S-Corp cannot. And same thing with a partnership. So we look at something, this is a setup that we see in the medical fields where we have a partnership feeding down to multiple entities below so that each of the partners are able to use their own tax strategies that are independent of the rest of the group. When we do this, then that usually is going to open up missing tax deductions that families can't take today. Then we do a strategy called income shifting. And we look at how families spend their money. If they've got children, they're spending it, sending them to college or taking care of them and sending them to private school. We're trying to pay tax at a lower tax rate. So if our children are only in a 15% tax rate, well then let's let them pay at their rate. So we hire the children and ship the money and pay tax there. Same thing goes for hiring our parents. If we're supporting them, um, sometimes we even save money in a C corporation. Some of our families go into the more advanced strategies where we're dealing with advanced trusts and conservation trusts and other types of things that require an attorney or some real sophisticated planning. But we add those in. Once we take all of those tax savings, then we create some sort of a savings vehicle. And they're all different for all businesses because they all have different strengths and needs for the different strategies. We could save money in a 401k, which is just for retirement, save the, do the same thing for a pension plan. We can go from $10,000 a year to half a million dollars in a pension. We can put money into a Roth to pay tax-free for college. And we can even own our own insurance company, which allows us to save up to two and a half million dollars a year. And they all have different strengths and weaknesses. So we identify how to place those inside of a business to allow the business to grow the way that it needs to grow and then the use of the money. But just deferring taxes isn't enough. When we come out and we eventually sell the business, then we need to figure out how to come out of all of those, those high tax rates so we're proactively put it, putting things in place to make a distribution plan work and pay a low tax rate in the future as well. So that that's awesome. It. So you talked about cutting our income taxes in half if we were making half a million dollars a year. Would the percentages in terms of how much you're able to save apply similarly if we were making millions? Yes. Generally speaking, that would be the case. So at millions of dollars, we see very similar sorts of things. Um, it depends on the family. It depends on the variable, the variance of the business and the type of businesses that they run. But we don't normally see those numbers going much less than 30%. Yeah. So, um, Heath, I have a, a question that involves, you know, tax strategies. And it will, it, it, we'll see if you can walk through this during this call, um, our webinar here. The, I, I get a lot of... Um, options and stock and things like that in companies. And one of the challenges that I run into is, you know, if I get, let's say I get some options, um, that, that 
you know, when I have to exercise them, because sometimes there's a window where the options are only good for a certain period of time. I mean, I'll give you an example. The, the, recently, I had to exercise. So I had 20 cent options, but the stock had gone almost to six bucks. So I had to exercise a substantial number of them, but I wasn't selling the stock. Okay. So it was a taxable event when I exercised them. And I, and I, and I, I think it was taxable at my personal um, rate, which is, you know, very high, 30 plus 37% or something. Right. So do you have any strategies for that kind of situation? Because I'm just getting just absolutely, you know, murdered with tax on a situation where I'm not even, I mean, I could sell the stock. I'm allowed to sell it. I just, I believe the stock is a $10 stock, not a $6 stock. So I've got this huge gain that I have to pay. I'm not selling the stock. And, you know, I'm just wondering if you had given any advice for those kind of situations. So um, depending on your need for the money and what you're doing with it in the future, there's a strategy called a charitable LLC that you can donate your options into that charitable LLC to be able to execute the sale and do that um, for the most part and, and eliminate the majority of the tax on that. Um, so it sounds like that would be a strategy. We've used that for other clients with options. A charitable, do you have to do that at the time you get the options or? You can put them in there, um, not when you get them, but you can, you can donate them in at a later point in time. As long as you place it and donate it into that structure before you sell it. So if you, if you try to, you know, sell it, execute it, and then put it in, it's just not as effective. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's, a, is it charitable LLC? Do, do you ever get access to that or how, you know, how does that work? Yeah. So it sits in there. The money eventually will be donated to charity, but there are strategies and ways to be able to use, borrow, um, or help grow the business in the meantime as well. Um, that's why I asked the question, what are your needs and goals for it? And we kind of have to design that one or other. Gotcha. Different okay. Well, listen, I, you know, that, that, that gives me some thoughts. I mean, cause this is not happening once a year. This is happening, you know, in my situation, five to 10 times a year that I'm dealing with stock and options and, you know, phantom, phantom profits really, because I'm not selling them generally at the time. But when I exercise, it's a taxable event. And, you know, so, you know, it's, I don't need the capital, um, but it's, you know, but I also don't want to just give it away to a charity a hundred percent, but I'll, I'll get back to you and discuss it at a later time. But it, it's good to hear that you're, you're giving me some good ideas. And I guess at the end of the day, this is what you do. You work with entrepreneurs, high network people, dealing with their structures and giving them some off the, you know, kind of, you know, maybe um, not off the shelf kind of recommendations. So outside the box, right? Yeah, it's, it's definitely outside of the box. You know, with what you were saying, um, what I what I was really thinking was you would do a combination of something like a charitable LLC, but then you would all I'll probably use a couple other different vehicles so that you're not putting all your eggs in one basket and use several different trust structures to be able to give you the benefits, the access to, you know, almost all of your money. Um, so, you know, it just, it takes the proper planning up front with what are your desired uses for it. And then we can put things in place to allow it all to work together. Great. You know, with tax planning, honestly, it's not about a one trick pony. You know, I mean, I obviously threw one out there, but with most clients, we're using three, five, 10, 20 different strategies all together 
And it just takes the proactive nature of, hey, where's the client at? It's kind of like financial planning. But instead of using buying a stock or a bond, what we're doing is we're using a charitable LLC or a pooled income fund or a 401k or a captive insurance company. We just use different terminology, but we're, we're accomplishing something similar. And do you do, I mean, obviously you'd like to, to be an advisor to these wealthy entrepreneurs or corporate executives, whatever it might be. Do, do you do consulting or do you have to be there, you know, filing their income tax returns or how, how does it all work in terms of your business? Interesting. Um, so, yeah. So I don't do tax returns at all. And oh, okay. Yeah. I actually train other CPAs and financial advisors how to utilize these tools for the benefit of their client. My objective is to come in and help the clients implement these strategies up front and continue to use their same processes because you come into a big a business that's operating. It's so difficult to change the CPA and all that behind the scenes. So we're, we're an add on to that. We're not a substitute. Gotcha. And so you, you work out just sort of a consulting kind of arrangement or, you know, just on a case by case basis. Um, with, uh, with, with CPAs, I actually go in and train them on how to do this and identify to transform their practice most CPAs want to understand all the strategies and how we're doing it. They don't want to just have someone else do their what they perceive as their job. Um, for financial advisors, yes, we just work case by case on each one of the each one of the cases. So, um, and from a client's perspective, we're value based. You know, we don't come in and just charge flat fees. We're not hourly. We're all about can we save you a hundred thousand, a million dollars, and we bill off of those off of those dollars. So it's a value add. Gotcha. Super. Talk a little bit about the education you're doing where you're training other accountants and advisors on, on these concepts. So I started about two and a half years ago, uh, marketing to the, to the ultra high net worth and the affluent is difficult to, to get to. So I found it easier to go work with my peers that already had those clients. So I trained them how to, to execute some of the tax planning and we did shared joint cases. And what I saw with that system was after about three months, the, the CPAs really learned how to do tax planning and how to talk about that to their clients. And when we worked on it for one to two years, they began walking away from the compliance aspect in their practice and started marketing to their clients with tax planning and a lot of referral business coming in. So I'm seeing our, our guys that are going from, hey, I'm I'm just, you know, processing more tax returns or, hey, I, buy, I hire another tax preparer. The guy's going to cost me $60,000 and I really can't do much more than 200 grand. Well, for us, we can do the same type of investment, but generate a million or $2 million by teaching them how to implement the value based and how to position these tax strategies. And then the support behind the scenes for them to execute it without, you know, really having to do all of this work. How many people are in your, your team? Do you, you know, do you operate kind of a small group and you do most of the heavy consulting or do you, do you have a group of, of consultants underneath you? So we're building the group out as we speak. Um, the last year or a year and a half or so, I trained seven people and all seven of them in different cities, um, all kind of throughout the country. Um, this year, we're, we're ready to launch that out across. We wanted to make sure that the training system was scalable and everything that we were teaching was consistent and it worked for all. And that proved to be, to be correct. So we are going to build that office out. Um, we trained um, about 10 different financial advisors and seven CPAs um, with some really good success. And, and you do some kind of a rev, rev share with them type of thing on the, on the, on the yeah. clients then, I assume. 
Yeah, so we do a revenue share. We're also charging some training fees because there's a lot of time and effort spent in that. You can't just go in and say, here's a, you know, a charitable LLC because that's just one strategy. You got to teach the whole concept. So it, it really does take one-on-one, more like a coach and mentor program, you know, about probably about three to five hours a week for you know, three to six months plus revenue share. So it's, it's an all-in program. Almost like a franchise, um, it yes. sounds like, okay? But it, it's exactly. very, um, very involved with your personal time, though. Um, with my personal time, but out of the seven people that we trained a year ago, two of them are actually going to start training and developing the other, the other um, CPAs as well. So it's not, it's not just me. It's you're cloning yourself. Yes. I actually already done that. So we're, we are, we're, we're cloning other clones at this point, which is even better. Where are you based? I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, great. Super. Yeah. And then what do you like best about what you do? What I like best. So when I came out and uh, passed the CPA exam, I worked for Arthur Anderson. I was in audit. I felt like when I went to work every day, that clients were paying me 120 bucks an hour to tell them what they already knew. And I literally felt valueless. Like I felt I brought no good on the earth in my job. Now what I do is when I can show a client how to go save 50% on taxes, take that money and put it towards the things that they love. If it's their children, if it's their family, if it's towards a, a, a charitable cause or whatever that might be, if it's to go make them feel more comfortable in their retirement and they feel like they have more assets um, or if it's to go out and go spend it on things or a combination that clients look to us and go, wow, they're actually bringing value. They're not just preparing a tax return and tell me what I owe. They're actually helping me. And that sense to me of um, bringing some, some good out to other people is just amazing. I, I, I thrive for that and what I do every day. What are some of the most common mistakes you see high net worth entrepreneurs and families making when it comes to this kind of thing? Um, Generally, it's the CPA and the financial advisor don't know how to talk together. And they're they're different skill sets. And CPAs historically look in the rearview mirror and that's how we're trained. We take a set of numbers and look in the past. Financial advisors, on the other hand, always look to the future. But when you try to put the two of them together and the financial advisor says, hey, let's go do this strategy, the CPA is hesitant and reluctant because they're, they're fearful of the unknown. Well, when you train the CPA to be comfortable with the known, which is we're going to save you a bunch of money in taxes, and then whatever happens with the growth well, that doesn't matter. It's negligible because the tax dollars are so much bigger than a five, seven, eight percent return. It's bringing those two people together to where they're trained to talk together and to work on the client's best interest. I see missing all the time, no matter almost no matter who I'm talking to. That makes sense. We know that your time is incredibly valuable. As we wrap up, anything else you want to share that we didn't think to ask you? Wow, that's a very loaded question. <laughs> it is. And while you think about that, where is the best place for our listeners and viewers to go to learn more about you and the advanced tax planning work you're doing? So if they go into the waltersway.com, you can go see our little video that we did here, kind of illustrate that we're building that program out for clients and CPAs and advisors to be able to see the value that we're bringing to them. Um, they can learn more about what those are. Um, most plans when you get into the advanced tax planning are going to be customized. You know, we can sit and lay out all the different strategies, but they're all different for every family. 
Um, so, you know, look at where, where you're at as a, as a, as a client, as a, as a business, what are you really paying in taxes? If you're sitting in a 37% tax bracket, Kevin, like you're sitting in, then you're probably sitting too high, um, from the way that we look at it when you own a business, just because of different options that you have, um, you know, no pun intended on that one, but different options that you have to, you know, play with your options, I guess. Gotcha. All right, we will send everybody to thewaltersway.com. Heath, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. Bye, guys. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727 888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.